After retiring from professional basketball in 2012, Ben Wallace patiently waited to see if he would become a basketball immortal. He waited and waited and continued to wait. Enshrinement into the Basketball Hall of Fame kept eluding him. Five years turned into six, six years turned into seven, seven years turned into eight, and so on and so on until just recently, this past May of 2021. It was May 16th when ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski announced the player portion of the 2021 Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame class. It included Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, Chris Weber, and Ben Wallace. Guys like Ben Wallace are not supposed to make it into the Basketball Hall of Fame. He was an undersized forward whose path to the NBA included a stint in junior college before he transferred to Virginia Union, a Division II school. Despite posting stellar numbers in both spots, he went undrafted in 1996, ultimately attributed to him being an unknown prospect. The Washington Bullets were the first NBA team to take a waiver on the 6'9 forward, and he was able to parlay that initial contract into an NBA career that spanned 16 seasons with five teams. Wallace spent the majority of his time in the NBA with the Detroit Pistons. The two parties had come to two separate agreements that in total spanned nine years. And it was during that first stint where Ben Wallace really began to craft his Hall of Fame worthy resume. Now, full disclosure here, Ben Wallace's career numbers do not resemble that of other Hall of Fame centers like Will, Bill Russell, Hakeem Olajuwon, Kareem, any of those guys you can think of, Ben Wallace does not really compare to them statistically, mostly. Now, in 1,088 career games, Ben Wallace finished with averages of 5.7 points, 9.6 rebounds, 2 blocks, 1.3 assists, and 1.3 steals. His scoring average is actually the second lowest among players who have been inducted into the Hall of Fame as that, as players. The only other guy below him is Mel Daniels, who spent one season in the NBA and averaged 3.5 points. A quick side note here, Mel Daniels spent 99% of his career playing in the ABA. So when he was with the Indiana Pacers, he established himself as one of, if not the greatest players that the ABA had ever seen. During his time, this guy averaged about 19 points and close to 15 rebounds while winning two MVPs, three ABA titles, and being voted a seven-time ABA All-Star. So, in reality, <laughs> Ben Wallace is, you know, probably the lowest scoring player in the Hall of Fame, but that does not diminish his case at all, in my opinion. Most of the times, when people try to discredit Wallace's Hall of Fame bid, and I'm not saying that these people are plentiful, I haven't really seen many, fortunately, but they have come up and I have seen them in the past. But granted, I'd say that probably 95% of people agree that Ben Wallace should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, when they try to discredit him, they often talk about his mediocre offense and his relatively short peak. And the latter, I feel, is not a legitimate point at all because his peak spanned about seven seasons and Ben Wallace, his dominance was palpable during that stretch. And we'll get on with that a little bit later. But um, 
yeah, admittedly, Ben Wallace was a well below average player as far as offense is concerned. I mean, averaging less than six points, his shots were few and far between. And when he got those shots, he was quite suspect in terms of his ability to finish, at least as far as, you know, bigs are concerned. He went on to shoot less than 48% for his career. And I totally agree. That is a little bit of a blemish on his resume. But when you are one of, if not the greatest defender for an extended period of time, and still to this day, you put up incredible numbers, got all the accolades, that should offset whatever offensive deficiencies you have. And it's also not like Ben Wallace was going out of his way to try to be a fantastic offensive player. He knew what he was good at. He knew how to make an impact on the defensive end of the floor, and he stuck to it. Much to his credit, he was able to stick to it. Dating back to his college days, Ben Wallace was a menacing shot blocker and a voluminous rebounder. His impact on that end was made possible by his remarkable athleticism and his damn near superhuman strength. Upon getting to the NBA, those two traits nullified any concerns about his height. Standing at six foot nine and potentially even shorter, Ben Wallace had no business playing the center position and yet not only held his own in most matchups, but dominated most of his matchups. During his peak, which spanned from about 2001 to 2007, Ben Wallace was the best defender in the NBA and a crucial piece of the Detroit Pistons system. And he contributed to so much of their success without leaving a single fingerprint on the offensive end of the floor. Over those years, Wallace averaged 12.6 rebounds and 2.7 blocks, marks that nobody else in the NBA replicated. And it came during a time where Tim Duncan and Shaquille O'Neal were still putting up all NBA caliber numbers. Additionally, Wallace added a little bit of spice to his stat line by adding in 1.6 steals. It was during this span that Wallace accumulated almost all of his accolades. In total, he landed on six, all defensive teams, more than Patrick Ewing and Alonzo Mourning combined, and five All-NBA teams. Wallace was also named an All-Star on four separate occasions and led the league in rebounding twice and blocked shots once. There were also four consecutive seasons where Wallace accumulated more than 1,000 rebounds, 100 blocks, and 100 steals, something that has been accomplished just once in NBA history. And it was him who did it. Statistically, Ben Wallace's best season was the 2002-2003 campaign. He averaged a career-high 15.4 rebounds and also added 3.2 blocks numbers that were elite enough to earn him his first All-Star nod. The combination of those two metrics was also kind of historic. Only two guys beforehand had averaged more than 15 points and three blocks, and it was Bob McAdoo and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in 1974 and 1976. That same year, Wallace brought home his second straight Defensive Player of the Year award, an award that he would go on to win twice more, tying Dikembe Mutombo for the most all-time. Such recognition further cements Wallace as one of the just greatest defenders the modern NBA has ever seen, and it would have been criminal to continue to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Up until that point though, a championship ring had eluded Ben Wallace, but he, along with Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton would lead the Detroit Pistons to the promised land in 2004. 
the 2003-2004 Pistons are probably the unlikeliest champion in NBA history. They had an absolutely anemic offense that averaged a paltry 90.1 points per game. And they also lacked a traditional superstar, someone like Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, or Allen Iverson. To combat that, they developed a suffocating, and I mean a suffocating defensive scheme that still stands as arguably the greatest defense that the NBA has ever seen. They allowed just 84.3 points per game and posted a defensive rating of 95.4 points allowed per 100 possessions. Marks that are the fourth and third best ever. And Wallace was the heart and soul of it all. In 81 regular season games, the 29-year-old averaged 12 boards, three blocks, and 1.8 steals. And he was effective in the 14.3 boards, two and a half rejections, and nearly two steals while guarding guys like Jermaine O'Neal, Kenyon Martin, and Shaq. Speaking of the playoffs, I think it's safe to say that Ben Wallace would have been more widely recognized and appreciated had he made it to the playoffs earlier. His first season appearance didn't come until he was 27 and already six years into his NBA career. Even so, he's still 12th all-time in postseason blocks with 250 and is one of only two guys to accumulate more than 55 blocks and 40 steals during a single playoff run, the other guy being Hakeem Olajuwon. In this essay, I've given a slew of statistical justifications that I feel illustrate why Ben Wallace deserved a spot in the basketball Hall of Fame. He's got the numbers, he passes the eye test, although the eye test can sometimes be a little bit misleading. The Basketball Hall of Fame is meant to immortalize anybody who has made a significant contribution to basketball or anybody who has dominated the league in a way that few have done it beforehand. Wallace did just that, regardless of how quote unquote short his peak was or how one dimensional his play style was. For nearly a decade, Ben Wallace wasn't just the best defender at his position, but he was the best defender in the NBA. Year after year, Wallace came out and asserted his will on his opponents, more often than not getting the better of them. He's got the numbers and the accolades to fill out a Hall of Fame worthy resume and being so proficient for an extended period of time deserves some recognition. And with that, I would like to congratulate Ben Wallace and the other inductees into the, into the Basketball Hall of Fame on this monumental achievement. Thank you guys so much for coming to hang out with me today. It was a little bit of a shorter video, but you know, it's gonna happen from time to time. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you are a return viewer, welcome back. Everything that I'm associated with is down in the description below. Social medias, podcasts, the whole nine. If you like this video, go ahead, leave it a like. If you didn't, leave it a dislike. And if you want to see more content like this, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and turn the notification bell on. And with all of that said, I will see you guys in the next one.